Hello everyone, welcome back to the Astral Doorway channel. My name is Jean and this is an esoteric astrology series from the Gnostic perspective. I'm covering all 12 archetypes of the zodiac as we move throughout all of them in the upcoming months. The link to the playlist to watch all of them is in the description below. So, we are now in the great energy of Sagittarius. And one of the reasons it has such a great energy is because its ruling planet is the largest and most powerful planet in our solar system, which is Jupiter. Now, my ego likes to think I know Sagittarius quite well because my wife is Sagittarius. And it's quite funny because she really does embody so many of the typical Sagittarius traits that you see around, such as she is really honest and direct and blunt. And she's so frank to the point that she can easily offend someone unintentionally. To her, it's completely innocent and logical to just say the truth and, you know, say things how it is without caring too much about people's emotions. And this makes Sagittarius good and natural truth seekers, philosophers, philanthropists, and also generally very just honest people. They're usually not the type to play mind games with you, which I'd say is quite refreshing compared to most other signs. I'd say Sagittarius is quite unique like that. My wife also has a huge nomadic spirit, uh, this impulse to travel to other countries. I, as a fixed Leo, would certainly have never lived in countries like China, Korea, Ireland, Canada, if I had never met her. I would have definitely just stayed comfortable in the UK, sipping my tea happily uh, in the rainy weather. But um, anyway, we're here to study the esoteric side, right? So the sign of Sagittarius is symbolized by a centaur, which is a half man, half horse creature who holds a bow and arrow in one hand. Now, animals are what they are. Animals, not good or bad, just animals. And when we see animals in esoteric studies or in dreams or astral experiences, they represent some part of our own primal nature. And ultimately, when expressed in our human form, it represents our own ego. So this half man, half beast symbol points towards a really deep part of the awakening process that is hidden within all of us. It's something quite difficult and profound to understand this symbol of the centaur. A centaur is beast-like in his lower half of his body and human in his upper half. So you can already start to intuit the meaning of this if you relate this to the chakras, especially if you watch my chakra series on this channel with the lower chakras relating to our inferior animal nature and the higher chakras relating to our superior divine human nature. Now, in the Gnostic studies, we have a very specific esoteric term we use to refer to an aspect of a person who is half beast and half human, or in other words, half angel and half demon, and it is called a Hasnamusen. Now, this is a concept I want to devote an entire video to eventually, but we can cover it here a little bit. Now, really, we are all Hasnamusens, since we all have this 
animal ego, but this term in Gnosis more specifically refers to the aspirants and initiates of the lights. It refers to those who are awakening or working to awaken their consciousness, but they awaken it without focusing on their ego. So you might ask, how can one awaken their consciousness without working on the ego? Well, I recommend uh, two of my videos to understand this better. The first video is on the three factors of awakening consciousness, and the other video is on white tantra. I'll leave them down in the description below if you'd like to maybe pause this and then come back to this video. In Gnosis, there are three factors which are considered crucial to legitimate, highly elevated and advanced awakening. The first factor is to kill the ego. The second is sexual transmutation. And the third factor is to devote our awakening to helping others. So if you only focus on the second and third factors without focusing on the first factor of dissolving the animal ego, then you especially then turn into this, what we call Hasnamusen meaning that you are developing yourself into an angel, but also into a demon. Remember, I'm talking esoterically here, don't get too caught up in the terminologies. So, for example, you may have heard of certain spiritual teachers, and maybe some of you have even fell in love with them because of their sublime teachings, their beautiful words of enlightenment, but one day, you were shocked to maybe hear some uh, rumors that this individual was uh, exposed to have engaged in some kind of perversity. One of the most common perversities amongst uh, spiritual teachers of the past being engaging in lustful or unchaste things, such as watching others sexually, engaging in orgies, things like that. Such a person has been developing spiritually, yes, and they have a lot of spiritual knowledge, they have good understanding, and as a result of a lot of certain spiritual practices, they have large amounts of spiritual energy. But that energy goes to committing things of a lower nature, and usually in secret. In other words, their animal ego still very much exists in a very big way, and it has these intense perverse desires, and it doesn't lack any energy at all in easily fulfilling those desires. They can easily use all of the wonderful spiritual energy that's been cultivated through practices. So, on one hand, they are a white magician, and on the other, they are a black magician. This is what we call a Hasnamusen. If you want to be successful, really genuinely successful in transmutation and alchemy, you must work on, you must transcend the ego and overcome all egotistical patterns within one's psyche. So remember, we're not saying Sagittarians are half demons or half angels. Fundamentally, the study of the zodiac is not even about studying people. No, it's about studying characteristics of nature, of creation, that we all have within ourselves. The macrocosm is simply a reflection of our microcosm. Our solar system, planets, and our entire galaxy reflect aspects of our being. And 
What we also have to understand is that humanity is currently in a very degenerated state, and so it does not reflect the pure attributes of these cosmic archetypes. For example, the Virgo archetype is the Virgin, right? like the beautiful Virgin Mary, the Divine Mother. Does that mean all Virgos are like perfect representations of the Divine Mother? No, because we are fallen, because we are unconscious, and it usually means the opposite expression of that archetype. So when it comes to Sagittarius, what we're saying is that this negative aspect of the centaur needs to be reflected on deeply in order to understand this part of our nature within all of us. And as we'll continue to see, this part of our nature, this Jupiterian part of our being, has extreme amounts of spiritual power. Jupiter is full of vigor and youth, life and passion. But what's important and what we have to meditate on here is where are we directing this great energy? To our egos? to fulfill useless, selfish, destructive, animalistic desires? Or are we directing it to our higher self, to fulfill our higher purpose of awakening our consciousness? Usually with Sagittarian energy, we receive so much of that energy that we can end up developing both. So perhaps during this time, and this applies to everyone, of course, as uh, I've been repeating in all of these videos, Perhaps during this time you have intense spiritual desires and are doing many practices and benefiting from it and realizing many things, but also at the same time you are seeing really intense lower or negative desires from your ego. You can think of it like the centaur is running wild through the spiritual worlds and there are many enemies and obstacles and monsters and egos in the way. A good centaur, a good, refined, self-realized Sagittarius energy completely has discernment and it just, it stampedes and cuts right through and kills all of the monsters and egos with its bow and arrow. But a, a bad centaur doesn't have discernment. It doesn't have self-knowledge and can get easily distracted by its lack of mindfulness, by all of the monsters and this chaos, and becomes destructive. This is why it's also known that Sagittarians are usually hurt by or just have many barriers or obstacles or life challenges, as we all do, but uh, Sagittarians have more uh, specific ones. It's sort of part of their purpose to help them understand this volatile part of their nature, this natural power that they've been endowed with. So usually for a Sagittarius, because of all of this energy, they can be very impulsive, doing things without thinking. Sagittarians and also all of us during this time need to exercise thinking and mindfulness before speaking and before doing things because it's an explosive energy. We can hurt others with it and hurt ourselves with it. So it's a very good time to practice mindfulness and self-observation and trying to take life a little bit slower. So this makes Sagittarius one of the most powerful, most electric, most sexual signs in the zodiac. Uh, 
They are usually endowed with large amounts of passion and have magnetic personalities, which is great, but if they do not work on themselves, on self-comprehension, enlightenment, spirituality, understanding ego, they can totally direct their energy in destructive ways. And one of the most common destructive ways being of lust because of all of that misdirected or unguided passion. So you see, this part of the zodiac is also the element of fire. It's one of the three fire signs. And just like how the planet Jupiter actually does have huge constant storms on that planet, its energy is very thunderous and volatile, impulsive, but also powerful. And just like how fire can be very useful for many things, such as cooking, uh, light, heat, it can also burn us too. So this volatility of Sagittarius is something that we all have to understand spiritually within us. In other words, are we going to express and embody its natural, philosophical, philanthropic side, or its inferior, impulsive, and aggressive, chaotic side. Remember that I said Sagittarians fail in their obstacles when they don't have discernment. And we develop discernment when we start to learn how to reflect philosophically, uh, which is part of Sagittarius's purpose. So with this understanding of this energy, you should be better be able to understand why the natives of Sagittarius famously love journeys, explorations, adventures, sports, doing a lot of physical or sensual activities because they just simply love it because Jupiter is what gives us this zest, this sense of love for life and passion for life. Natives of Sagittarius can also become very angry amidst all of that very easily, but also forgive very easily. So you see, it's a very fast-moving energy. It's a fast-moving fire element. It's like that it just wants to get to the point of things and do and live and achieve. So this zest for life means they also love beautiful things like music. Uh, they have a great type of intelligence with that. Um, they are also very commonly good musicians, at least for me, every single Sagittarius I know is excellent at at least one type of instrument. Sagittarians are also very tenacious, even when it seems they've given up or failed or have been defeated, they suddenly out of nowhere have a huge burst of energy where they just keep going or even if it's, you know, dangerous or the odds are against them, they will just get up and be tenacious. So this current energy offers magnetism and heat and fire and warmth to do these things. It is pure storms and lightning bolts, and it can really help us with the willpower to achieve our spiritual goals. Jupiter is also the representation of the personality. So people born under these influences usually have a natural aptitude for being a philosopher, being a priest or priestess, a judge, really just anyone uh, whose personality is well-defined. Or in other words, it's understood that people born under this sign are preparing for the comprehension of religious or philosophical or spiritual things. This is why they like to travel, because they have this inner sense to expand and explore, to expand and explore their perspective. 
So at first, this is expressed in traveling externally, going to countries, etc. But usually later in life, it's found in exploring internally through philosophy, religion, spirituality, because the deeper meaning behind any person who has a nomadic spirit is that they're actually just looking to expand their state of consciousness internally. So the teaching here is something we should never forget, that we can become as perfect as we like with all of this abundant energy, but our animal ego nature is still there and it's always going to be an obstacle we always have to face on the path towards realization. And as we saw in the previous episode about Scorpio, signs of this energetic, deep, primal, sexual nature gives incredible amounts of energy. But if that energy goes to ego, then it's our ego that gets empowered and not our consciousness, our awareness, our real inner being, our essence. And so... Now that we've weaved all of those things together, and hopefully if you've watched my videos talking about sexual energy and sexual transmutation, you can now understand why Sagittarius was, for the Greeks, the centaur Chiron, who is the master of Aesculapius, the god of medicine. Meaning that when this energy is directed properly, it is medicine, it is healing. So the practice for this sign, which I'll give at the end, gives us a lot of vigor, strength, healing, because we're working with a deep part of ourselves, even sort of deeper than sexual energy. So you see, the centaur is not some bad beast, but it represents an archetypal master within us, a master who can teach us how to master our own primal nature, and also not to give up with mastering it to give us the energy to continue in a tenacious way, regardless of all the obstacles that we are seeing and being overwhelmed with. This is why the centaur is often represented as a teacher of the gods. And usually I would say, even if we aren't born under the influences of Sagittarius, even if you don't have it in any of your um, you know, other types of zodiac charts, if a person develops a lot spiritually, uh, this uh, Jupiterian energy will definitely come at some point in their lives. So this is also why people of Sagittarius usually look very youthful throughout their entire lives, because they have a lot of this vital energy. So hopefully you have this picture now of this powerful Jupiterian untamed wild centaur roaming the lands with its bow and arrow of directness and bluntness and so another challenge for Sagittarians is that they can channel this energy in a closed-minded way too in the sense that they think they're always right or perhaps they're more accurately they just simply struggle to see the views of other people or maybe it's just that they simply just don't have time with uh, all of the things that they have going on internally, or they maybe just don't see the point of it. Because they believe with their very good sense of inner truth, of direct truth, that what they think is perhaps the only truth, or maybe the only important truth, because they've experienced it, and that's good. And their experience is usually a great side of the truth, but they can struggle to understand that truth has many sides, many important sides for them. And they have to make efforts to not 
judge others or criticize others or think they're superior to others and really practice putting themselves in the shoes of others and just really try to empathize with other people's perspectives and experiences even if other people's perspectives or actions are not good or they are wrong or unethical etc everyone has their reasons and experiences through life for thinking the way they do and doing the things that they do even if they have the worst types of values or beliefs we have to empathize with everyone even if it's someone like hitler in order to understand them psychologically and ultimately ourselves so in this sense sagittarius can learn from that opposite sign gemini gemini which in its superior qualities have strengths in questioning oneself and to realize that life always has two sides and that there is meaning to be found amidst this duality gemini is symbolized by the twins the two twins and in its superior aspect of gemini it means that it's two parts of our being a sort of mirror a good clean self reflection where we can understand different perspectives by communing with ourselves so for a sagittarius this means for example to perhaps learn that qualities such as arrogance or pride in what they believe to be true can actually have negative consequences or that being very blunt with people has consequences or simply being single minded like a bow and arrow always has its consequences so sagittarians need this deeper spiritual wisdom to help them understand these consequences of one dimensional thinking and how it ultimately harms themselves through a lack of self knowledge and a lack of self awareness now this might be an obvious lesson for most people but for a sagittarius it's usually something they really have to make an effort in to slow down in life and self inquire on questions like what are the consequences of my actions what are the consequences of my thoughts what will happen if i do this or that how will this person feel if i say this particular thing to them is it really going to help them or is it just going to damage them so these are the types of questions uh, sagittarians can ask themselves and of course any of us can ask ourselves too so rather than being single minded gemini on the other hand in its superior aspect a self realized gemini uh, usually are known for having these two sides a bit more in uh, harmony a bit more self realized and they're usually open to seeing other people's perspectives it's symbolized by the twins as said earlier and so this isn't as expressed in sagittarius who is more one-sided and firm and strong in that one-sidedness of their own experiences which is a strength absolutely but also a weakness for example when someone is presenting information to them a sagittarius urge is to maybe just give their opinion back immediately maybe even interrupting the person talking and the real problem is that 
the Sagittarius just isn't listening because they're so locked into their own views because maybe of pride. But again, it's usually because of this powerful energy that can be difficult to handle and master. And they're usually used to their experience being their own source of truth rather than trying to get truth from other people. They're quite practical people. Another example of a common life challenge for a Sagittarius is that when they get to know a person, perhaps in a relationship, and they only see the really positive sides of that person, the really good sides of that person, they can become really confused or hurt or disappointed when they see the bad sides of that person eventually. So the life challenges of a lot of Sagittarians is to learn to not form single-minded opinions or beliefs because that's what they initially or bluntly or directly think but instead they had to meditate and reflect on learning the deeper reasons as to why people are the way they are and do the things that they do and to not judge them or criticize them but just simply comprehend them so as said earlier Sagittarian energy is quick and fast like a centaur running at lightning speed. The problem is it's not stopping to see more clearly. So I hope this helps you to understand this energetic part of our being, that Jupiter and Sagittarius actually points towards the path of awakening because the thunderous Jupiter is the sacred symbol of our inner being and self-realization. It is for this reason that it's said in the Gnostic teachings that Jupiter is the father of all gods. This time can be really good for those lightning bolts of self-realization of many things in our life if we commit to ourselves tenaciously to attaining that by walking the path and doing all of these uh, practices. Now, for the Gnostic practice of this sign, as shown earlier, Jupiter in Sagittarius influences the thighs. More specifically, it influences the femoral arteries of the thighs. This is where the blood is magnetized under Jupiter. Remember, the Scorpio body part was the sexual organs, and Sagittarius, in a way, is more fundamental than the sexual organs because its body part is in the thighs, and that's where the focus of this practice is for this sign. This practice is to receive the best possible positive energies of Jupiter and everything we've been exploring here. So, what you do is you crouch down on your legs, like in the pictures on the screen. Now, you can do it on your toes, like on the image on the left, or you can raise up a little with your feet flat on the floor, like on the image on the right. It's recommended that feet be flat on the floor, but if you can't do that, it's absolutely fine. Just do what is comfortable. You'll find that the image on the right is uh, quite strenuous on the thighs and takes more strength to build up. If you're new to this practice, you can start with a few minutes, um, maybe building up to five minutes a day, to 10 minutes a day, and so on. And while crouching in this position, place your hands on your legs, on your thighs, with the index fingers pointing upwards, like this, okay? Towards the sky. 
We do this in order to attract the rays of the planet Jupiter in order to magnetize the legs and the thighs. Now the mantra is Isis or Isis. This is the mantra for this exercise. Isis or Isis is, of course, the Divine Mother or Kundalini. This mantra is pronounced like Isis. Okay, so you, you elongate every uh, single letter. You can do it like that or you can take a breath between like Isis. But generally it's Isis. Okay. Isis. Breathing and repeating like that. So it's taught that this exercise awakens clairvoyance and the power of polyvision, which in other words means to be able to have and develop an objective inner vision of things, inner understanding in a visual way, and to do things such as study the Akashic records and just generally start to awaken the inner senses, the inner faculties of the being. So it's understood that in this practice, mantralizing this sound in this position magnetizes the blood and concentrates and charges that energy in the femoral area of the thighs. This in turn helps us to develop divine will within us. I would say, at least in my practice, I've noticed it's uh, really helped me to master my own sexual energy a lot easier. Now again, definitely check out my uh, videos in the description. It will help a lot with comprehending all of these ideas. And ideally, then you have to practice and it will make a lot more sense. As well as this, we can also pray and meditate intensely to our inner being, asking our inner being, our inner master or God, whatever you want to call it, to connect us to the angel Zachariel in order to help us. Angel Zachariel, who is the ruler of Sagittarius and the planet Jupiter. So ideally combine this practice with transmutation and alchemy, maybe around after a month, or two weeks if you uh, practice intensely, you'll start to eventually feel a very agreeable strengthening energy in the thighs and legs. It's very rooting. And I realize this exercise might not be physically possible or comfortable for everyone, so alternatively you can just do the mantra as well. And I realize this exercise might not be physically possible or comfortable for everyone, so alternatively, you can just do the mantra. And ideally, after this practice, you would also do meditation on ego. I've already recorded uh, the other day a sort of very specific Gnostic psychoanalytical guided meditation on dissolving ego. And I'll release that video next week for you to practice with. I've made it with the intention that you only need to listen to it once to understand the methodology, and then you can continue to do it in your own time uh, in, with your own practices. So I hope you enjoy this, everyone. Uh, I hope it especially helps those who have these influences of Sagittarius, whether you are born under it or not. Um, and I hope it just 
helps everyone else too. There are useful links in the description below as always, and the next video in this series will be on Capricorn.